Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Right Hook Podcast. I'm Tom Casadega, joined as always by the host of this son bitch, Right Hook Ray. Ray, how the hell are you doing today? Good, bro. How's everything? It's a little weird for us to flip-flop the chairs from, from us doing uh, part one of Strange Days with Tom Cass- Casadega, so kind of weird to not to not do the intro thing i kind of i kind of see why you like doing it because because it's kind of badass i just suck at it <laughs> so but no nah, man it's good to be here we you know we should have a decent episode you know basketball season's kicking in conference finals just started a lot of craziness over the weekend with that uh the world of wrestling never Never cease to not give us something, something to sink our teeth into. It seems I'm fully convinced now, especially after, like, like literally we're 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 at the middle of the week and we already have something that's so interesting. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to not talk about or like ignore or not see or hear about at all within these past like 48 hours <laughs> yeah i uh we'll start right there all right okay. perfectly we, start. We, we might as well acknowledge the elephant in the room yep uh sasha and naomi walked out of raw on monday right as we all started uh apparently they weren't happy with creative and they left the belts with Laurinaitis. And they left. So, essentially, uh, what's next? <sighs> um, I am still processing because because of my desensitized jadedness. I figured, oh, work. And as stuff slowly like leaked out, rolled out, or was released, you're like, there's probably some smoke in this fire. Um, this isn't Sasha's first time doing this for similar reasons. Um, Naomi's been pretty much a good soldier and has never done anything like this or never made any waves like this. Maybe it's a sign of solidarity of if my partner leaves, I leave. Um, I hope that they can come back and be the, and be like where they were because because they are quite successful and popular with fans. Um, in a dream, this is all. This is all a swerve work. This is something to help the bloodline, and Naomi joins the bloodline, and this is all part of the bridge to get her there. And yeah, in a dream world, but that's probably highly unlikely. Um, how the hell would you tie that in, though? I hey, they've they've done Stranger Things before. Uh, this, this wouldn't be. Not in the ballpark of possibility. Um, intrigued to see what they do Friday because I'm gonna assume they're gonna have to address, mention, do something about the subject because it's all over the place right now. But yeah, I mean, they didn't. They didn't even have to to begin with, though. That's yeah. the whole point I was trying to say to you. WWE didn't even have to fucking say anything. They could have just handled it like adults and. Handled the situation privately. Okay, if it had got out through the dirt sheets in a few days, all right, whatever, fuck that. 
You don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to even tell them it's a real thing. Dirt sheets have bullshit stories all the time. 100%. So if WWE would have just handled it like adults, maybe things wouldn't have blown up the way that it is. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I Do I feel bad for Sasha and Naomi? Not really, because it's like, you know, Sasha's just kind of like Sasha and does what she wants type of thing. But also, as someone who who, she obviously knows her value and her worth and she doesn't like something she'll speak up obviously and my opinion on that is if you go back and watch the broken skull session with steve austin and her and how she says if i want to think in my own mind that i'm on the same level as vince mcmahon and she said I had all the years of appreciating the hot dogs and the pizza and the handshakes and the I'm grateful to be here. She said, but eventually I got tired of that and I want to eat steak and vegetables too. I want to eat as good as Vince. And she said, if I want to see myself on that level, she said, that's my own confidence that I'm able to show that I'm on that level. And Steve Austin was like, I like that. I like that. Well, clearly it shows that in her mind, she, if she doesn't like the creative, she'll just leave. I mean, does that make her the most reliable? No. But, I mean, clearly, there's something got to change. Yes. We were, just, we were talking about the women's division recently. It's, uh, it was like once the, the trend wore off, it was just kind of put on the back burner, you know, less and less. So, and just and just a sidebar, that like release statement was really yeah. cringeworthy and like nauseating. Like a jealous, it, like like calling it like a live scripted show, and yeah. they had eight hours to rehearse. It, I was like, oh my god, are you guys just fully checked out on like what this is supposed to be? And, you're leaning all into whatever you want this to be. Just like, yep. why was some of the wording and statements and meanings used in that? It just, it, it's just a slap in the face to us, to us wrestling fans. Slap in the Remember, face. WWE isn't wrestling. It's sports entertainment. entertainment. You know what I mean? Just, that, they'll fight you tooth and nail on that. It's like, oh my god! Like, I, I was like, why? Just why? Why? Yeah. Please, please stop writing this. <laughs> I actually, I had something. It's, I mean, it ties into that how we just were talking recently about fans that, like, fans that understand wrestling like us, like real wrestling fans, or compared to. Uh, you know, past fans that are, you know, used to be, you know, back in the 80s that were really into it, 90, you know, uh, type of thing. Uh, younger fans that are just kids that just enjoy it for the characters. And then you have like strictly like, you know, the internet wrestling fans or the New Japan fans or the WWE fans or the AEW fans even. Well, I seen a a thing about that I actually seen like my own eyes someone I know who I didn't know was a wrestling fan but is a sports entertainment fan is only a WWE fan 
doesn't like anything else, doesn't watch anything else, doesn't give a fuck about anything else. She's an older lady. And it's her and her son. They go to like the wrestling events and whatnot and everything. But she don't give a fuck about like the AEW. She don't give a fuck about no New Japan. Nothing. It's WWE or nothing. And I've seen her just bash you know, other wrestlers that were over and stuff, but put over WWE wrestlers that are terrible and garbage. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, and then I've, you know, seen the internet people that are just AEW people that bury the actual people in WWE who got talent, but put over everybody in AEW and their mother who don't really have the talent yet or still who green, you know, really don't have it. And I'm, I, <laughs> I seen today, like I said, that rant from that lady. And I was like, oh, geez, you know, like taken aback by it because it plays true into that of WWE caters to those exact how we said, like the casual fan, like they do want that casual fan. They like the weekly fans, but they like essentially had a restart if we can make sense with that, like once they got into that super mega era, you get what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. It's like, they don't give a fuck about any of us past wrestling fans or people from the past who cared. You know what I mean? WWE from now on only cares about like younger kids, these parents and money. You know what I mean? And it's insane to me. You know what I mean? How far we've came from being just a little WWF, like how we were just talking about 94 and stuff. Yeah. Recently. So that's my whole thing. I mean, it, I see it and it sucks. It, 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 there's levels to it. They're clearly thinking in a different business, like approach or motif or whatever the wording is. Um, you just like, you would like to think that every now and again, they'd be like, Hey, we really got this super loyal base that's stuck around for decades, essentially. <laughs> like, you know, maybe every once in a while, throw them a bone or 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 hear them out or something. But, they, but but that's but but obviously that like ship is sailed and is halfway across the world now. So well, yeah, because they tried, if you remember. Yeah, we went down that rant. I mean, we can go all the way back to Daniel Bryan. You know, they gave us Daniel Bryan after we everybody complained about Daniel Bryan and then everybody complained. Like we can go down the whole list of different things that we've actually got. But then still complained, you know. Wrestling fans are never happy, to be honest with you. It's uh. It's always a game of complaint. It's always like essentially wanting more. And I'm myself, I'm the same damn way, essentially. I I am too. I see things and then I'm like, all right, yeah, but I wanted it this way, you know? And we, we all can admit to that, you know? But ultimately it comes with the... Uh, the different tiers, like how I was trying to say of like the way WWE creates now, it caters to their specific of what they want fan base. 
AEW is trying to be that alternative to be for us type of people. But in reality, they're creating like essentially what we don't want to see in some of the segments. But then they're also doing over the top things that we did want to see. So it keeps us interested. And then you have those other programs like NWA that were on a roll and then lost it. They lost all steam once that shit came out with Cornette and they they made it seem like he was this terrible racist man. And then it came out that like, oh no, they left the line in. So if it was really that bad, the person who was doing the editing should have cut it out. But they didn't give a shit until they got fan backlash. So then they pinned it all on Cornette, made him look like this terrible racist man. And then they just fired him while he resigned, whatever it was. But it's just that stalled all momentum they had. And I, I'm not even going to lie. Like, that was after the all in thing and, you know, all that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just the point of they could have. They could have been something a lot more. They really could have. They were on a nice little roll there. And then that happened and that hurt them. And then the pandemic came along and that hurt them really bad. And we see where they are. And then you have other products like MLW that tries, they're trying really hard to be Lucha Underground. Like, why? Exactly. Like, I don't understand that either. You know what I mean? It, it, it like breaks my heart because there's so much talent on that MLW roster and they're like stuck in this weird vortex, this weird vortex universe of let's be that when even that wasn't that great for that long. Yeah, I they actually they put all of the uh, Lucha Underground seasons on that Tubi TV. OK, that app Tubi. And I was uh. I had there was an ad on the side of my Roku when I was looking. It was like some a movie on Tubi TV, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I looked, and I was looking at all the different other things. And sure enough, like I said, I found the Lucha Underground thing, and I watched like a good bit of it. I'm not gonna lie to you, the first two seasons were really good, like really good. And then it started getting stupid with the murders and the death and the police involvements and the brother dies and comes back as his older brother but it's exactly him you know what i mean like it's there's so many like dumb things happen and then that man tanza cueto guy who was like this big beast from a sewer or something and like he was like in chains and was like a brother uh it was really bad really bad like really 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 bad and then series four was just kind of like really fucking weird. And then like Jake Strong was Jake Hager. He strode, he showed up and like it was almost like really weird. Like seemed like there was like an impact kind of like tie-in at that time yeah. when impact was with Anthem when they first got there and were like green still. I don't know, it was weird. It's something you have to go back and rewatch. I don't know if you're into that. I mean, I, I've I've heard things and I've seen like bits and pieces, but I haven't sat through season by season or series by series or however they lay it out. There is, there's one match in particular that I could recommend to anybody. There's a match between um, Vampiro and Pentagon. No bullshit. 
It's fucking dope. Vampiro comes out looking like this dead pope. And Pentagon does the Penta Dark. And it's so good. And it's that uh the no rules, you know, Mexican death yeah, Mexican deathmatch type of thing. And it's insane. Insane. It, it's just because it's them two, I don't know. It's I'm not you know I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, no. Like the deathmatch type of thing, but they it's like the lucha libre, but then it's like fucking ripping up his mask and he's like trying to it's so good, so good. I might have to go check that out or find it somewhere. The clip of Vampiro, the clip of Vampiro's entrance alone is dope. I mean, I could spoil it for you if you want, but it's I'd rather you see it. It's okay. that good. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, like I said, everybody has like that fan base and MLW trying to be like Lucha Underground doesn't really work for them because Lucha Underground was its own thing that was a trendy fad that came exactly when they're trying to catch back on to that you know tapped little well that they found and ultimately I mean and other than the indies there's really not any other promotions that stand out I don't know what's coming with ROH and I don't me know either I'm the, kind of what, kind of anxious with that you know what I mean? We don't even know who their fan base is going to end up being. I mean, other than AEW people. And are they going to bring in new fans? Like, are they going to share the AEW fans? Like, it's just, there's so many questions that are just kind of like weird, if that makes sense. No. And it, I, uh, it makes perfect sense. It's, I don't know. It's just really, I, you know, strange, strange, man. So with everybody having like their own like, you know, kind of like tier that they're aiming at, everybody does bite off of each other. They really do. You know what I mean? They do. But it, it's basically, it winds down to what do you like? Essentially. You know? <laughs> uh, and that's kind of where we are is I guess wrestling fan universe world whatever it's just it's what, what you like <laughs> a little bit but it's all good <laughs> um that's why I just I like like I like like I get it but can we not get a common thread through all of them is that like too much to ask <laughs> am I what's just the... over analyzing and thinking that logic and theory yeah because What's your common thread through all of them? I I would hope it would be wrestling in some well, shape, you, form you just or said, fashion. No, you just said, can we not have the common thread? No, 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 no. I said, can we have oh, that common oh, thread? Like, yeah. Can we have? They all do. They all wrestle just in. Oh, excuse me. They all wrestle just in their own way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I say that in their own way, there you'll see the Lucha Libre on MLW. You'll see also the Lucha Libre on NWA, but you'll see wrestling on NWA. Sometimes you might see good wrestling on MLW, but you might not. It's just those lower tier ones have that 70-30, you know, 50-50, shitty, shifty 
uh, chance of it being terrible wrestling throughout the whole episode. Then you get to like Impact and it's like, they'll do so good on their weekly television recordings, building all the way up to the pay-per-view. But then when the pay-per-view comes, they really never pull too many triggers too often. And they end up like just letting down a lot of people when they don't do that. So people are often let down with Impact, i.e. I'm one of them. <laughs> I like Impact. I really do. But I just, I will never buy another pay-per-view again. And it's just, I just, I, there's just the people I can't, they're too unpredictable. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like good stuff. Other times it's completely like, why the fuck is this even happening? You know what I mean? <laughs> and for being a high quality company, they'll still have like their, you know, quality issues and like all, all this and all that. And I just I'm not a huge fan. You know what I mean? When that happens and it, I'm not a huge fan of being a, like, you know, a very expensive wrestling big time company and not being given proper uh, working stuff, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you get what I mean, though? Yeah. It's, I just don't I understand. I, I, I'm so hesitant with Impact. I'm like, yeah. It's like, it, like I'm intrigued. It's a sour taste. I'm intrigued, but just their track record is so spotty. Yeah. Yep. And if we're doing a quick dynamite check-in, live looking on live dynamite looking, with Ray. Um, we got the Owen Hart tournament quarterfinal, and Joe talk into the mic. Talking. Sorry, mic. Joe versus the Joker, and the Joker was uh John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo. Oh, okay. Johnny so that's dynamite. our first. So I I don't know what he's being called on 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 the show, but. John Morrison. <laughs> okay. So very good. That, very that, good. That's kind of interesting. I kind of figured if if we hadn't seen him yet on the show, then we'd never see him. But I'm proven wrong. <laughs> hey, that's pretty fucking cool. I yeah. Mean, so I don't know if that's a good side that like he's gonna side, or I, this I is didn't. like a one off because because yeah. I know he does a lot of the a lot of the AAA stuff, right? Well, yeah, that's what or I was that's kind of like his kind of like his bread and butter outside of the WWE. With, yeah, with AEW doing a lot of the crossover with AAA, you know what I mean? There's there's that you know what I mean? There's that connection there with him okay. being able to work with AEW because the Bucks and you know Sammy and Ty and a few other people, they were all just at Triple Mania 30 or 31, whatever it was, just recently. For Triple Mania, and that's when uh, Ty got kicked by Super. Uh, wow, she got super kicked by Penta. Okay, and her hair went from blonde to brown from that kick. You seen seen that video yet? I have not. I, I've heard. Oh, of, I've man. heard such, but I, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, pull that video up. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's a funny one. You know, that's a funny clip. But I'll tell you what, they had they it's the night they won the mixed tag titles because Triple A has mixed tag titles. Okay. And uh yeah, the Bucks 
wrestled. Uh, Titan Sammy. I'm trying to think of other people. Like Andrade was there. You know, obviously he's going to be there. He's like one of their big faces. But uh, yeah, that uh, that that that's a good tie-in with the whole Johnny Morrison Mundo mm. AEW thing. <laughs> we're oh we're live, folks. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm just. I just saw it. <laughs> How good is that? That's fucking priceless. That way she sells that super kick is fantastic. Yeah. Like you know that I mean? was that that was quality good good shit. Hell yeah. But but yeah, that's pretty much all that we can cover on the Sasha Naomi water gate or Sasha Naomi gate situation. I'm sure more will unfoil or more smoke will be added to the fire Friday and over the weekend. We're probably not going to know much of anything. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. As more of the story comes yeah, out, yeah. As, yeah, as more as it rolls out, we're 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 going to definitely touch on it. Um, I completely forgot Raw. I don't think I'm the only person. Um, heard it was pretty paint by the numbers Raw, which I'm which I'm at peace with. <laughs> Because because there's nothing really major coming, like unless they start taking into high gear with the money in the bank stadium show looming. Like I'm gonna assume did. I'm gonna assume the quality will hopefully go up. <laughs> so and they didn't at all. The only thing that like really happened on Raw was uh you know, Cody Rhodes was like, You wanted your third match, you know, Helena Sal. Yeah. So, so so that's so that's gonna be the rubber match in that trilogy, and then mm-hmm. hopefully they break away from it and go in creative different directions leading into the money in the bank show. Um I'm gonna assume it's Asuka and Bianca for the title at Hell in a Cell. I, I hope it's not in Hell in a Cell because that's just not needed. Yeah. Um I have no clue what they're gonna do with Ronda. Um, I, yeah, that's intriguing. Because what do you do now <laughs> if you Not turn her? Who if you don't turn who? And are we putting her in the cell? Because I'm safely assuming that, that that Charlotte's taking some time off. Oh yeah, they wrote her to, off. Remember she, she yeah, well, she breaks her they arm. They said on. Well, they the said radius. on. Yeah, they said that she was going to be out for at least what six to eight months. Yeah, they announced on SmackDown, so I was like, "Well, there's that way easy way to write her off." So I don't know. There's uh, she's going to like get married to Andrade or something apparently while she's oh, gone. Oh, that's right. Well, that's right. That know. is coming around the corner. So that makes so, sense. Yeah. And then obviously the bigger title picture, no one knows what's happening. Um, there's been rumor in Indiendo that Roman's taking time off and not. I think there's I just think that they don't know what to do right now with him being the him being the dual champion. You can't take it off of him, but you also can't just have a 
lackluster opponent for for Hell in a Cell. And I'm going to assume the, they're going to want to do something big. He's for, not going to be on Hell in a Cell. You watch. Which I'm fine with. If you have nothing of substance for him in that story, leave him off. Leave him off or have him just make an appearance or do some backstage shit with Paul. Cool. Because I'm going to assume they're going to have something for him for probably this summer's three stadium shows. They have with, to. With Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and, and the Wales or Cardiff show. And what did I tell you? That, that fucking Nick Khan guy said the big four were different. And how he said Money in the Bank's included in that and shit. And you were like, there's no way. And I was like, oh, I'm telling you. This, and that's what you said. You were like, man, fuck that. You, uh, we know. And I said, oh, yeah, we know. Doesn't mean he cares. Yeah. And that's what it, it is, was, man. It was and clearly, clearly. Roman will be he, off. He'll be off for Hell in a Cell. No biggie, because they don't give a fuck. They're trying to make him happy. And then he'll be back for Money in the Bank and have like a pissed away match. It'll be something like that. And then boom, they'll move forward with that. Obviously, he'll be at SummerSlam, but he might not be, you know, um, at like a random, you know, Raw or SmackDown here and there. He'll be at that Carter show, but he probably won't be on like the road here and there at like house shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, like Poughkeepsie isn't really going to get him, you know? No, like, it's, it's, it's only going to be like the Garden, Chicago, yeah, the, L.A. The, the standout big ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of like crazy that he became everything he hated, you know, with the whole like becoming the part-timer I'm, and everything and, you know, criticizing. And here he is becoming that Brock part-timer so i mean that's probably the layout of the summer when it comes to wwe and aw's got two big summer shows of in in essence well three also if you count well i usually count the labor day weekend early early september as summer shows so both both brands have have like triple summer shows that that i'm that i'm gonna assume that they have extremely high hopes for on on either side of the fence because I'm, I'm because i'm counting the aew new japan show as part of their as 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 part of their summer catalog it, it has to count oh yeah oh yeah a hundred percent and that's uh i think that with the new japan show selling out and you know, 40 minutes or whatever it was. That's fantastic. Which is insane. Like yeah. awesome and awesome and insane. In today's day and age, without a match announced, it's sold out that fast. Yeah. You know? So. But, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll start giving us breadcrumbs or little tidbits of potential ideas or matches because isn't that coming up like relatively soon? June, yeah, yeah, and that they probably are. You, <laughs> you don't like watching Dynamite. I'm, I mean, I, I do. Oh God, <laughs> I'm bust, I'm busting your balls. No, man. I know. Uh, Joe won the match in what was oh. a decent banger. Uh, Lethal Dutt and uh, Satnam Singh come out, and the best friends come to Joe's aid. So. 
Hooray. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nobody, no, nobody can see Tom's uh, facial reaction, but it is picture perfect <laughs> for what probably all of us feel or or think whenever you hear that in in a coherent sentence. The best friends come out to make the save for Samoa Joe. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. it's terrible, man. Terrible. Yeah, it's almost like saying Pink Panther is probably the is probably the world's worst terrorist. It just doesn't go together. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from, but it, but it just fit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that shit came from, but it just fucking fit to me. That's fantastic. But, um, oh, it's like yeah, that's uh. Uh, that's that terrible dynamite book, man. It's, yeah. Some of it's, you know, good, and some of it's, why the fuck is this even happening? I've chalked this up as AEW is kind of like modern technology. It's like two steps forward and like three steps back. <laughs> okay. Like, you're, you're almost like, hooray, I like this. Yes, good idea. Like, great, this, 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 and this. And then, like, just... And then it's like just as soon as you like get into that that like seed of comfort, they here comes this tidal wave of just huh, what, why? Yep. <laughs> like I'll say this, and I was debating on even talking about this or not. And I Uh-oh. last week on Dynamite with the Owen Hart tournament, they had Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Oh, please I don't give a, tell I don't me. I don't give a fuck that they put it on TV for free and people got their dream match on TV. But tell me why that dive was necessary. Can tell you me tell why me that, that why the match was, fucking... was was a no disqualification, no DQ, as as pretty much as me and you know it as lazy booking. Yeah. Match well, in a in a in a what was supposed to be like a very classy sophisticated like tribute tournament and you just stole they... it from me yeah <laughs> oh, okay all right no no you just <laughs> go ahead you and just... out of like nowhere they were like oh we oh we have this dream match this like i guess changing of the guard in some way match because darby and jeff are always are like always compared to each other in some way shape or form so they were like well why not let them do all the, I guess, play the hits and use ladders and use chairs in in a quarterfinal tournament match that was supposed to be about the wrestling because Owen Hart is about the re- I I I didn't you're missing, understand. You're missing. You're missing the whole point. But Owen I will. Hart, but Owen I, Hart I, fell. Listen to me. Owen Hart fell to his fucking death. I know. And I. Why I, the fuck I really are you using a ladder? Exactly. A ladder alone in a fucking Owen Hart tournament wrestling match to begin with. That's a terrible fucking thing. Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen are fucking stupid for that. Tony Khan is stupid for letting that go on. Wrestle. Fucking, they didn't need to pull out all that dumb shit. Wrestle. Do some swanton bombs. Do some fucking coffin drops from the top rope. You didn't need all that dumb shit, man. Yeah. You didn't need all that. 
let alone that 20 foot fucking stupid ladder with all the fucking out of the ring onto all them chairs, 20 chairs. chairs. And that spot fucking was re- fucking brutal. Ridiculous. Ridiculous is what it was. Like, like in like, front of I Owen really, Hart's wife. I really feel bad for Jeff, but this was like the one of the very rare moments where, where like I was like, oh no. Like, I, like I don't I'm, feel like, bad I'm, for none of them. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Jeff can't just bounce back from that like he could like 20 years ago. I'm 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 just betting on that. And then and then also to have that match with like Martha and like the family there, wouldn't you have like shown some like restraint and been like, you know, this probably isn't a good idea. <laughs> That's what I was just saying in front of his fucking family and everything. You would think that not to do it, but they did it anyway. And I just I think that was a terrible 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 decision for them to do and i know you're a huge jeff hardy fan i know you're a darby allen fan and stuff but i just i nah that just that whole thing just was gross like that just pissed me off like, no, that was, i'm totally we're in lock and step like 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 i was not pleased with that like like i i, I saw it the next day and i was just like what the fuck why is this how like I was just left flustered flustered and flabbergasted (laughs) like I was just like this this okay like again two steps forward three steps back but last week was exactly (laughs) but but instead last last week was two steps forward and like five steps back (laughs) just based off of just based off of that match there was no thought put into it no, clearly. Oh. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna let's move on from that. Yes, yeah, because because I'm just gonna get flustered and confused if this lingers around. <laughs> Fuck that. Man. So, on uh, yeah, another note. Yes, sir. We, we are got- gonna be moving in. To our fours and our threes of our brackets. Oh yes, pyramid time, baby! So, quick little live live check in on dynamite. Um, God, I'm gonna feel bad saying this, but it's true, so I gotta say it. The world's most boringest heavyweight champion is taking on the pretty athletically newly acquired Japanese wrestler. I, I didn't catch his name. Oh, the Haikashi take a shitty. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So that's the guy. Okay. And it's, right. it's Hangman Page and with the, Punk doing commentary. The kid's name is literally, his last name is take a shitty. Is that like a real thing? Because like I've heard it on podcasts. Take- it on Cornette even said it on his, but look yeah. at the spelling of the of and the like, kids. I last just name. thought it was him being Cornette. No, it's take a shit. Like I'm 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 checking it out. It's I, it, it's like it Hiroshi. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's Hiroshi Takeshita is how they say it. Takeshita. Oh my god, it is. I told you. K- Konozuki, take a shit of. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I told oh, you. Oh god! Oh my god! I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Just yeah. plug that into your Google machine. 
Oh, and Morrison's name was Johnny Elite. How, how often? How original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great entrance. There was a ton of fire and flames. And of course, they copy, they copy WWE and do the whole the Morrison slow, slow motion. Yeah. He's been doing that since he left the first time. He was doing yeah. that in uh, Lucha Underground and shit. That, he stole that when he left. He was like, look, there's one good thing that I had here. I'm taking it. And he did. But yeah, and that's Johnny why I'll give him that credit everywhere he went. Like the Lucha Undergrounds and everything and the Impacts and Triple A's, Johnny Elite. Jesus H. But yeah, he always does that silly slow arm thing now. No matter where he goes, like how he wears the glasses and the yeah. gear that looks the same, you know. They pretty much had that on here. It was yeah. like almost as if he just went into his WWE gear and, and just and, and just was like, uh, well, this is clean," and he just used it. There's a random Nitro in '98. I'll have to look. I don't have my Peacock in front of me, but I watch old Nitros. You know that. Um. Scott Hall is wrestling Bam Bam Bigelow. And Scott Hall grabs Bam Bam in a fucking headlock. Scott Hall's black elbow pad just comes down. It's the Razor Ramon purple one. Inside oh, out. You, oh, you have um, to send me the date. date um, fucking date and episode. Because, I'm because I will go on Peacock and just watch that. <laughs> I, I Just for that clip, dude, I'm telling you. like I was like, oh, that's so fucking dope. But yeah. He like he has it for a minute before he has to like realize and pulls it up, I guess. But yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's just the purple razor. You know, I never my whole life I never knew that. And I was I was like, whoa, that's so cool, you know. But yeah, because usually when if when if you've seen some like something like that, that usually would get um called out really fast. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Like if that's spotted, you know what I'm trying to say. But I'm sure you can fucking find that if you Googled it. But uh, yeah, when I seen that, I was like, that's fucking awesome. I thought about getting a small screen. You know what I mean? Like kind of like a kind of like a dual gamer screen. No, like for my for if I can, I'll hook my Roku up to it so I can put on like a television, like have live TV going for when we're doing the show, or I can, you know what I mean? Okay. Here, yeah. Yeah, I thought about it, but I don't know what uh don't know where to begin. You know what <laughs> I mean? We'll talk I'll tell you more about it later. But yeah, honest to God, I thought about it. But yeah. Random things that go through our heads that we're actually talking about here live on the show. Yeah, that's right. Always <laughs> always trying to innovate. Thank thanks for the live check-ins on on AEW Dynamite. Hell yeah. With uh oh. Konazuki Takashita and Adam Page. Bing. All right. Remain so positive, today, Remain positive. <laughs> today, we're going to jump into the fours and the threes. Ooh, all right. Of our top tier pyramid bracket. All right, man. Um, Ray, you, you want to begin or you want me to go first? I will begin with my tier four. You can begin the tier three because I kind of want to go last on that because there's a hearty explanation for one entry. And I just right. want to get it cleared up, put it out there. So there's no 
high high hyperbole and insane questioning for why. But I will okay. well, obviously we'll start with the tier four. Um, my tier four in the top tier pyramid bracket, uh, Punk, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, depending on what you know, Jake Roberts, Mick Foley, Eddie Guerrero. This might be a little early, but I don't care because it's 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 certified Roman Reigns, Dusty Rhodes, and Scott Hall or Razor Ramon. Go ahead, read back your fours one more time for everybody. All right, CM Punk. Okay. Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. Jake the Snake Roberts. Mick Foley. And I put Mick Foley as just all of all of the all of the incarnations. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Roman Reigns. Dusty Rhodes and Scott Hall or Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I, again, I, I kinda, again, I, I, I kind of feel like that's a solid four, and you can make the argument for everyone in that four to go higher. But it just kind of, again, out of the numerous drafts and attempts and makeovers, that that's just what shook out. It's, it's your list, brother man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, Again, I, I broke mine down in that other particular manner. Okay. So, again, bear with me while I explain my decisions as well. No, 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 please. Uh, please do. My tier fours begin with uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Okay. Raven. And when I say Raven, I'm saying like 96, 97 ECW Raven. Before okay. Before he went to WCW. Okay. Like right w- when he got so hot that WCW bought him away and he went and became US champion. So like right on so that like curve. Apex like 90- Reed. Yes. You know what I mean? Like 97, but right before 98 when he went all the way, you know, to WCW and yeah. Anyway, Terry Funk. 96, Terry Funk. 97 Terry Funk with barely leaving you know, the pay-per-view and winning his world title with ECW. That era, Terry Funk. Alone, we're not going to touch on the Terry Funk from like '92, nothing like that. Uh, Batista. Okay. And when I say Batista, I say whole career, because I All have right. that written underneath here. Whole career, Batista. JBL. Good one. Because he was inventive, and when I'm saying JBL, I'm not saying necessarily Bradshaw. I'm just saying the character of JBL. The character of JBL. Yeah, like you know oil I mean? tycoon. Yes, the rich, well, the yeah. rich guy. Who, yes, yes. <laughs> the next one is a little bit weird, and I'll explain why. But Goldberg. Okay. I didn't have him anywhere near near that list. The other names I, I had on the fringes, and I just didn't know where I had to him place. There based off of the way he like help save WCW for that extra amount of time. Like he was WCW's homegrown person. Him and DDP were WCW homegrown 100%. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 100%. There's, I, the way he sold merchandise, the way he moved everything, his streak, his aura, the way everybody loved Goldberg, the 
the chants, the fireworks, the breathing of the smoke. Goldberg, 98, was one of the hottest wrestlers at that time. When the WWF guys were getting the TV Guide magazines, so was Goldberg. Nobody else from WCW, but so was Goldberg. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So there was that. Uh, my next one, Rhino. Okay. 2001, like young raw ECW champion man beast Rhino. Okay. So, Sergeant Slaughter returned for when he came back to fight Hogan as the Iraqi sympathizer. Okay, I was just going to ask. One of the most sympathizer. Hell yeah. G.I. Joe. One of the most controversial heels ever in wrestling. Right when you thought like the days of the you know the heel from a foreign country were over and dead here comes fucking slaughter sporting iraq <laughs> right after you know they bombed the fucking world trade center so so there's you know everything like that you know what i'm trying to say because there yeah. was the first bombing in the basement of the world trade center in 91 with desert storm and anyway but that was a uh desert storm was a big deal I know you remember, obviously. Yeah. But that was uh, one of the triggers with the whole slaughter thing. And it was a big deal. Uh, Shane McMahon. Wow. <laughs> I am digging this list. Shane makes, Shane makes the pyramid. <laughs> Based off of the shock value alone from younger Shane, the what he was able to do from not being a convictional wrestler conventional wrestler i'm sorry um from him not being your standard guy to making it the way he did it was essentially we'll never see that again the closest thing that i can even say that we've seen so far was dominic mysterio only because it's the way his son got pushed you get what i'm trying to say to that like yeah got thrown right into the mega mix when they're not even close already. The only difference with Shane and Dominic is Shane was ready faster than Dominic is, if you get what I'm trying to say. No, I totally totally agree because there's still some growing in Dominic in so many ways. Compared to Shane back then, his, his learning curve was a lot shorter. And and they clearly show because he he could hang with anyone back then. Oh yeah. And my next one is kind of low, and I I know I might get like some stuff on it. My last one of this on my fours is Owen Hart. I have nothing wrong with that. I I'm kicking myself for not having him in mind. <laughs> kicking myself <laughs> like. Trying to kick myself right now, and and uh, again he he was on a shit ton of drafts, and it just I he would vary he he would just vary through tears, and I'm just like oh my god like why is this, and it just yeah, and, and it just it just I just lost control of it, but Owen absolutely does but belong, hundred percent. I used what you always say like to just try and take it on a take, and I. After, like I said, about three of getting flustered and thrown it, I was like, no matter what I do on this one, I'm fucking doing it. So 
I, uh, instead of getting flustered and all worked up and all like, oh, I'm doing three different ones and I was inside then. I gave up on, like I said, three different ones prior. And I was like, this is the one. No matter what it is, it's the fucking one. And I did. So you're way more strong strong willed and strong willed than I am. Like I, I did at least eight, eight drafts. <laughs> at oh, least shit. eight. <laughs> at least eight. <laughs> like, mm. like, like I really was trying. And, uh, and, and like I would do it and be like, I'm done. This is it. And then I go through and be like, fuck, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I could probably go nine different ways, but I'm glad I didn't to be yeah. honest with you. Honestly, I am too, because like your, your pyramid so far is, is super unique and like well-rounded, honestly. Well, thank <laughs> like, you. Just a well-rounded tier so far. And, like, no offense, like, it's only five and four so far that's been, like, unveiled. We haven't even got to, like, the really, really apex, the tippy-top yet. And this is, like, already a kick-ass pyramid. Well, thank you. Um, so, here we are with threes. Um, like I said, this is all just – these are based off of what we want. You know what I mean? Like, the, our likes personally and, you know – we could base it off of things that we, whatever we want, whatever, you know, is our pyramids. So uh, I'm going to start mine off here with uh, RVD. Ooh, all right. Entire career of RVD. The whole, the whole catalog of RVD. Okay. Yep. Everything from the beginning to the entire ECW thing to WWE run. TNA run back to WWE, everything. So, RVD. Next one is going to be like, whoa, Sting. Ah, so he's right smack dab in the middle. Okay, Sting. Are we are we doing a certain phase or is it the entire? We'll just go up career. to this point. And yeah, just entire run up to this okay. point with you know adding the he might have been a little higher had it, the AEW stuff not been happening had the TNA stuff not happened I don't know to be honest I don't know but I don't know here we are Eddie Guerrero all right you know and uh, you know different reasons Edge all right I had him in five but you have him in three all right yeah common name i entire run as well yeah up till now with the whole judgment day shit um this next one's like more of like a personal king fair deserving again i think pretty much from like threes to one is essentially like based off of my likings personally and like different ways of thinking my way so the next few you might be shocked or you might hate i don't know uh the next one is ricky steamboat no i fucking love it in fact i i i had him in mind on on five because because again i i went through that crazy roller coaster of like 
Is he two? Is he four? And, and it just shaked out to be five. But man, Dragon totally belongs in a fucking pyramid. X Pac. Wow. Let me just say that my younger brother Trey, shout out Trey, love you. He's a huge X Pac mark. He shout out to Trey. He's probably. If he is listening, he's probably losing his shit. And it's probably like, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're talking like like the X-Pac run or everything. Sean Walker. Okay. X-Pac. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like Sean Waltman. I really do. You know what I mean? I, I'd like all of it. But we're focusing on like X-Pac. From okay. the night he came back from the DX Army up until 02 when he got fired. So his entire Perfect. WWE run. So uh, Randy Orton next. Ooh. Okay. And that's everything up till now with the RK Bro stuff. Um, my next is Jake the Snake Roberts. Fair. It, it has it has that like he he should have been a lot lower to me, but it's not because when I was a younger kid, like. He was always so cool to me, like in my mind, like I, I, his gear with like the snakes on the pants and having like pink trunks with like the lime green snakes and like just little things that I can remember of just Jake with the cool gear and always having the snake bag. And like, I was a young kid and I was a Jake fan. Me but too. then even in like 96, when he came back, that's actually one of my favorite elite figures is the 96 return figure from when he came back when he was trying to be clean. Um, I, I was so happy to see Jake back then. You know what I mean? Um, so it's more of a personal thing to have him that high on my list because I told you when I met him, he was in the fuck you, I'm Jake type of time in life. Yeah. So he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the best like place in Weird. his life at the time. Yeah. So he was a dick and I still got his autograph and, that was that, you know, but uh, moving on, my next one is uh, William Regal. Ooh, sleeper pick. I love it. I am loving your pyramid, man. It, Thank you. It is like hitting like all of all possible sensors. It really is. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, my last two kind of go hand in foot. And they are uh, Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody. Yay! Yay! All right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Somebody else acknowledges the greatness of Bruiser Brody. Thank God. And that's my tier three pyramid. So I figured you would enjoy that. Oh yeah, um, I have to collect myself here because that, <laughs> that 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 was a super uh, like it, like eclectic tier, <laughs> like 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 your like tier three is like is like prime steak made perfectly to like a chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Holy you. Holy shit! <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. Well, I'm gonna come in with. Uh, the Olive Garden special, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> um, my tier three. I'm going to do the bookends because it kind of kind of works ironically. My in my tier three, Bruiser Brody. Um, okay. 
everything he meant to wrestling, his work. It's just self, he's just self inflammatory. It's just fucking Bruiser Brody. Um, You know, just Google it, YouTube it, and you'll understand five seconds into watching it. Um, Randy Orton. So, me and you got two common. And this is me also up to now and with the hope that he may be the one to to crack the flare title reign, which is in the air, but I'm but I'm hopeful. Um Roddy Piper, uh probably the greatest villain ever talker, one of the first kind of crossover guys to to leave this and go do acting and do Hollywood and still be that big star. And his impact is clearly still felt today. You just, it just goes without saying, just watch MJF or Ronda Rousey. You, 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 you get Piper vibes all through there. Uh, Andre, Andre the giant, uh, probably one of the best, if not the best big man ever. Um, his influence, the whole pop culture, subculture vibe. He just, he kind of checks all, he checks all the boxes. I got Brock Lesnar in here. This, this, this was a little, wow. in, in, this was a, one of the few controversial ones. Um, I didn't want to you put talk him about in. my sleeper picks. <laughs> I wow. didn't want to put him in because of the abrupt leaving the first time and then the part timer, the part timer run where like literally it, it was just rubbing it in everyone's face. But it's sort of a personal pick for me because at the time when he when he came on the scene, I had kind of stepped away from wrestling. And another shout out to my one friend, Joseph. I'll never forget. He called me at the house and was like, hey, you need to start watching SmackDown. I'm like, bro, I'm over it. The fucking invasion angle was a total botch. It ruined me. Like, dude, like, I need to just step away and just play basketball and just kind of just step away from this. Because because no offense, like, I'm I'm – I'm like kind of scorned and he just stayed on the phone for like 20 minutes. And it was like, dude, just watch smack out of mine. Just watch smack out of mine. I was like, all right, fine. I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then he said, yo, he said, you're going to love this one guy. His name is Brock Lesnar. I was like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'll watch it. I turned on the next night. It, it was back. I think it was on Thursdays on UPN. And I was like, all right, I'll watch and he comes out with Heyman. So already for me, box check. He's with Heyman. Cool. And his his look with the, the box haircut. And like he just looks like this Coke machine. And and just all of a sudden he he doesn't he doesn't use the he he doesn't use the steps. He like high jumps. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like this is like pre-match, and I'm like, really, like, what is this human being? And then, and then they ran the reel back of like him destroying Spike Dudley, and I was like, oh my god! I'm like, this is 
what? And from that point on, I was back in. I was back in. I don't know why. Brock Lesnar, next, like, big thing, totally brought me back. And so so Brock makes the tier. Um, And, like, even though he's had his his breaks and gaps, the stuff he's done is just – it, like, like he kind of has to make the tier somewhere. Uh, Triple He's H, sentimental pick. Yeah, Triple H is next. Um, uh, in, in a Triple H for his entirety of stuff in and out of the ring. Um, obviously the whole game phase, his title runs, Evolution, DX, etc. Um. His his run of like WrestleMania main event matches, you know, and then I then I think the cherry on top, at least for me, was his work with NXT in this newer generation. Like like I, I there's no way that like you can't factor that in with 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 anything that Triple H has done. Like like, like that's so influential and so vital to. Yeah. To just wrestling period. Okay. My last entry in tier three. Uh, This is sort of controversial because of placement and the person and the etc. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Um, Five, six, seven-year-old me is probably ready to scrap. Because I have him too low, um, and and um, adult me is cursing me the fuck out because it's saying you shouldn't have this ungrateful guy on your list. But logical me, like I do with a lot of things, I compromise and I found a middle ground, which is smack dab in the middle of his pyramid of three. Obviously. Without Hulk Hogan, I probably don't have this love and obsession of something so great as as pro wrestling. Um, the adult me doesn't appreciate the comments or sentiment that really broke me to my core because I was all in on the saying your prayers, take your vitamins, believe in yourself, like 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 Hulk kind of is the foundation for what I think is good versus evil, good people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was I sure a blind sinker, bought it. And to just hear that clip, just, it's like a, it, it's like someone kicks you in, in your nuts and stabs you simultaneously. Like, like, like it's, yeah. So huh. I, I know some people will keep him higher because they can, separate the two but and I, I i you know what i i actually don't hate saying this as a as a black wrestling fan it's not that easy for someone like me or like us to do because it's so it kind of is like a deep cut it really is and trust me i i, I know some some black wrestling friends and fans that wouldn't even put them on a list anymore and i know some that are i guess more 
mature with air quotes than like I am and can separate the two and keep them in like a higher tier. I I just I'm torn. So I just compromised with younger me, kid me, and uh, and adult me, and said like like let's meet in the middle and put them on this list, and we just came to tier three. Mm. That's actually a fantastic description <laughs> because we had talked about the Hogan thing before, and you broke it down a little bit, but you didn't go fully deep into how you explained the way his comments really impacted everything and every aspect of what he meant to you. And I completely can dig that. It also makes me want to bring to you, do you want to take a step further on our tournament and go ahead and do number twos? Oh, yeah, sure. Hell yeah. Then go ahead and continue on read off your twos. Uh, We're going to do tier two. We are we're coming off the top rope and shocking you with with tier two. Um, gonna start Ranger. off uh, with a personal favorite of yours, Undertaker. Oh, uh, Undertaker makes he makes my tier two. Oh. Just model of consistency. The I'm gonna say he's one of if not if not the sole blueprint of what a WWE superstar is supposed to be. Um, his influence, his, his, his impact on his like impact on like us as fans, uh, the longevity, the streak. He really in like, I'm not a fan of this line of such and such never really needed the title line bit. I'm not a big fan of that. But like but like Undertaker is like is like the poster child for it. Like like he's so awesome he never really needed it. It just added to like his awesomeness. So I got Taker starting off tier two. Stinger. Um I'm also along with you full body of work. So some of the impact and the AEW stuff kind of dragged him down, but his his WCW run is remarkable. And honestly, I'm probably one of the few that was happy and actually liked his small WWE stint just because, like, we all went through our lives, like, thinking that, like, we would never, ever see it and the fact yep. that we got it. Just made it more awesome. Yeah, exactly right. Um, personal sentimental choice, and like I had to again not go full crazy. Bret Hart. Um, I love Bret. Always have. Always will. Uh, best there is. Best there was. Best there will be. His his fingerprints are all over wrestling today. Like you can watch pretty much anything. Um, and at the time for us as kids, that was pre Steve Austin. That was probably one of one of the coolest fucking people to like walk the planet. Period. Oh, period. Yeah. The end. Um, Shawn Michaels. I kind of feel like they're hand in hand. You you like can't have one and not have the other. Um, as we've gotten older and heard more, 
it's kind of hurt the legacy a smidge, but you can't ignore the body of work. Um, I know when I'm when I'm combative and controversial, I kind of tap into that 97, 98 Sean that was just unruly and crude and mean. Like, like I totally get it because because I will have moments like that too. And that was just a good time. Like that was probably one of the best quote unquote heel works, but it was so true to life and real that it, it's fucking insane. And the fact that he had like two different careers, like two banger careers is speaks for itself. The dark, I guess, dark, obnoxious brat phase. And then the, I guess, born again, Sean phase is amazing. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage, again, another sentimental personal one. I really wish that he was more appreciated than like what he is now from outside of like us and like low hanging fruit, like pop culture shit. Like just that people appreciate the entire Macho Man experience. Yeah. Like it it should be so high regard. And again, his his influence and stuff is felt even now. Even now, the fact that he's been gone. And my last one, um, this was a tough one because I could have put him in three because technically speaking, it's not a long run and it kind of ended abruptly for, you can say good or bad reasons, rock. I, the rock is in tier two. Um, again, it's not, it's not a short of a career, but it's short as far as the legacy compared to his contemporaries. And the fact that like he, he did like a total about face and full throttle into what he is now, which is this super duper mega Will Smith box office movie star. And, you know, and like, I mean, who are we fooling? If we, Anytime he comes back, and as soon as you hear, if you smell, goosebumps go, you totally mark out. You can't help yourself. <laughs> you can't help. And hopefully in, I don't know, six months, eight months, we have that moment. <laughs> That'd be so, pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. So that's my tier two. Very nice. Very nice. So I'm literally on the edge of my chair. <laughs> For your tier two, because there's a your previous there's some, two tiers have been bangers. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. There's some similarities there with uh, your tier two and my tier three. Okay, I've noticed like there's a few there that you'll be like, oh okay. Um, but I'll explain mine as well because when you hear my ones, you'll be like, holy fuck, okay. Um. I'm going to start my twos off with Jericho. Okay. (laughs) Based off of being constantly able to reinvent himself and being able to stay relevant, even when he really couldn't, you know what I mean? Like when he shouldn't have, I should say. He, uh, He always came back like and was always able to get over every time he came back. 
every gimmick every time he went away and came back with the light up jackets and the scarves and the list and everything it all worked and he's still able to do that now in AEW and I just on a personal level I've always enjoyed Jericho um Kurt Angle Ooh. all right I mean I, I had both guys in my tier five but and but you can make but Kurt makes an excellent case to be higher on any list or pyramid like for sure and it's we're talking guy. the whole the whole kitten, the good, the bad, the ugly of Kurt. Okay. Yeah, just like I said, you know, whole career. Um, he's a Pittsburgh guy. <clears throat> you know, I just uh, personal level. You know, my next one is Scott Hall. Okay. And we'll do whole career, aka Razor Ramon, Diamond Stud, all of it. Lump it all in. Um, good, bad, and ugly. I love Scott Hall. He was great. Um, bad times don't last. Bad guys do. You know. Um, on a random note, before I tell you the next one, I told you about that notebook that I had found. Yep. I, I have written here. It says, uh, every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. And uh, when I seen that, when I had opened this notebook up, it reminded me of Scott Hall's Hall of Fame speech. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I was able to share that with you there. Nice. Next on my list, Roddy Piper. Okay. I'm with it. And just the icon, uh, everything. His frats. Remember the shirt frats? Yeah. And the icon shirt, the icon over no one. Uh, just everything, everything about Piper to me was always so great. The way he was so loud and just great. <laughs> uh, next one's Dusty. Okay, totally, totally fair. It's just because he was the dream, you know. He that's Dusty. The next one is Mr. Perfect. See, now we're starting to get a lot of similar names, but just the placement's different. Totally, totally can you can totally have perfect up there, hundred percent. He was a very good technical wrestler, and he was very underappreciated. He did a lot of smart and safe things. And there's actually a video he wrestles Jericho on Nitro, and he saved Jericho from breaking his neck. Jericho goes in a springboard, and if it wasn't for Kurt Henning putting his knees up and pushing Jericho, Jericho would have fell around his neck. Watch that clip. That's a real clip. Kurt Henning saves Chris Jericho. Remember that. My next pick, um, you're going to agree with, The Rock. The unlocking step. He, uh, he's The Rock. He's, you know amazing he's you know the rock he was able to go and be you know booed completely out of the building all the way to being what he is now so every he's the household name yeah that that's kind of a perfect way to put it um my next one on my twos 
Hogan. Mm. I debated here and I actually have it like kind of screwed up. I was going to write Hollywood Hogan. Mm. Okay. And only pinpoint because I had been breaking it down by that point of like yearly and, you know, different things. And I was going to add just Hollywood Hogan there, but then I thought about it and I was like, no, because I like oh two Hogan to like, you know, when he came back and was Hulk still rules. And like how we spoke about it, I can separate the fact of Terry Bollea being a racist piece of shit. But I can also understand Hulk Hogan was American made and fucking running wild, ripping t-shirts and shit. And separate them too. Is he still played by Terry Bollett? Yeah. But Hulk Hogan wasn't on TV dropping the end bomb saying, I don't want my daughter sleeping with Enner's brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It that's where I can separate the line because he was an entertainer. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. like Michael Richards from Seinfeld. He at that club was flipping out, calling people the you know the n word and stuff, and you know, but throwing drinks at people and whatever the fuck it was because people were harassing him. He's not canceled from Seinfeld, you know what I'm trying to say? Like people still love Seinfeld, they still love Kramer, they you know they still show all the replays of everything. A little bit of time, and that was it. Same thing with Hogan. He got that kicked out of the hall of fame for a little bit and now he's back and back on posters and video games and figures and like nothing ever really happened other people like new day and like mark henry and you know a few other like titus o'neill don't like hogan at all they don't buy into the bullshit they don't believe in any of the bullshit because they were them same young kids like you that got hurt it was, I'm not going to say it was on a deeper level for them, but essentially it was because they ended up making it their life. They made it their career. They met Hogan before all that racist shit came out. They still believed like, holy fuck, I finally get to meet Hulk Hogan. Look here. Oh my God. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 100%. And, then the, and then that racist shit came out and they're like, oh fuck, you know, this guy was supposed to be like a hero. Now look. You know what I mean? Was he really, was he thinking on that, you know, behind closed door? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, I would not be surprised if, you know, Kofi and Biggie and, you know, Woods were like, wow, did he talk about me that way behind closed doors? It's normal way of thinking. It's terrible way, but it's normal way because of society. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I hate that in 2022 that we still have things like that hogan's story didn't happen in 2022 but it's still relevant you get what i'm trying to say yeah there's, there's still so many terrible race things that happen even nowadays in 2022 and it's so terrible man and like it's, to go back to my like to my like situation with it it's like the logical adult in me does the terry balea Hulk Hogan thing, same way that most like you and some other people can do, but it's it's a it's a tough metaphorical or hypothetical conversation to have with 
five, six, seven-year-old me to be like, hey, man, this guy's really not that cool because of blank, and I don't want to destroy the innocence and the memories I have from that phase and, like, just totally crushed scorched earth childhood me. And I, and I kind of think that's why I'm, I'm at that funky, weird impasse. Cause that's just, that's just, yeah. <laughs> I can dig w- it. Without getting like, you know, emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can completely understand that. And I respect that. I do. Which actually kind of like, I, I can't say I feel on that level, but I can understand sort of one because I'm not a person of color and I don't, I can't put that level of hurt and feeling into my body. It's just not physically possible because I've never, and that's just one of the terrible things. I've never dealt with that discrimination that you, you know, you might have, or, you know, somebody else of color might have. And that's the whole thing. And I've never had that feeling of being let down by a hero who was somebody of a different race who you look up to and it let you down. So I, I, I can say, I, all I can say is I understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can only understand on a certain level because again, like I said, I, it's, it hurts on a different level for you than it would for me. And that's, you get what I'm trying to say? No, no, I totally do. And I, I, that's kind of what I've always like wanted there to be is like some kind of un, like understanding behind this particular subject. Like, yeah, like oh, no yeah. offense, like no offense, like this isn't ironically using this term black or white here. Like, like, like for some of us, we're in that gray because because some of us might be like me and not want to have that funky interaction and take away those innocence and the memories of from that innocent time and you, it it just because it'll because it'll fuck with you royally and it'll just skew you jaded full full fucking throttle and like I, I just can't do that. See, I agree. I I I hear you a hundred percent. I hear you one hundred percent on that. I do. And that it brings a level of understanding, like you said, to the entire conversation as a whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that murky water of Hulk Hogan being on lists is a crazy subject. And we even said, like, when we first started, it was going to be there, you know, which uh, ultimately leads me to my next and final two for my twos, because I did five sets of two and that's how i tied in my twos because i i did there's a number thing because we did five pyramid tiers i did weird number patterns i'll tell you about when we're done um anyway my last two were hbk and uh my thing with Shawn michaels is he would have probably been in my number one ranking had all of the dumb shit like with Dax Harwood came out recently and then like other, some other stories. And like I had said to you, like just seeing other things and 
you know, hearing other points of view, it's just, it brings a lot of other things. Like I'm able to like, I, you know what I mean? It doesn't really like change ultimately that much of my opinion of him, but it does kind of put that smear on my personal liking of his legacy. If you get what I mean. I can still separate and recognize what he is, what he was, and what he contributed, you know, uh, what he con- <laughs> contributed to the business and what he, you know, even his style of wrestling is still around to this day. That Terry Taylor, Shawn Michaels type of shit, you know, that's all still around. Just like the Brett, you know, style is with like, you know, Dax Harwood and shit. I know what Michaels is, it's just. But the Dax Harwood story, I think, really ended up murking me the most with it because he used Dax's story about, you know, his wife having, you know, the miscarriage recently and how, he, you know, all that stuff and was making fun of him to the click the night of Raw 25. And uh, I don't share too many personal stories on here, but as a, as a parent of someone who's had, you know, miscarriages with my wife, and this is all prior to having my son. So I know that pain of, you know, thinking you have the baby and then you lose it. And then thinking you can confide in somebody about it. And then them using that as like a joke or a weapon against you is a disgusting thing. So that's one of the factors into the reasons why I just. Sean's not on my number one list for that. He's on my number two list for that. And that's just my totally understand. Totally understand. Because a lot of a lot of the quote unquote dings on Sean are pretty massive historical humongous dings. Like he's like anytime he's done shit like that, he's gone all the fucking way with it. And you know, I know for you and a lot of my friends and other peers that I know. Sean's the bee's knees, but it's a portion of the entire picture of Sean is intertwined with this stuff. Like, 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 ironically, the really bad toxic stuff almost outweighs the good and like the memorable stuff because some of his memorable, memorable stuff is controversial and bad. And my final one, and who's also very controversial, Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Wow. (laughs) Once again, five, six, seven-year-old me is very angry that I don't have him on this list. I don't have him anywhere. He's on my honorable mention. Um, Like, you know what? I, I might do as like a side project this pyramid thing. But from five, six, seven-year-old me's perspective, because okay. I'm sure that list is going to be vastly different. <laughs> it's going to be vastly different. Well, actually, that ties into that funny story I told you when you bring up the pyramid thing. I have the picture on my old phone. I'll send it over to you. I was when I got that box of stuff from my mom's house. I had there was like old paperwork and old like drawings and different things like you know and like a folder with like wrestling stuff and whatnot. I'm looking through it. And there was a written on a line piece of paper that like 
I don't know how old I was, to be honest with you, but six years old, seven years old, whatever I was, five, six, whatever I was, it had to be in that young of an age. Uh, I wrote, it was top five wrestlers in WWF. Well, what it was, was me and my cousin, Jeremy, when I was a young kid, we were both like the two wrestling fans of the family. He would come and sleep over, or I'd go to his house and sleep over, and we would watch like the Saturday morning wrestlings or the Sunday morning wrestlings, whatever it was. And uh, we would make little lists, like top tens, top fives, different things like that of people were there. And I had one, I had found in that you know folder of stuff, there was one list left. And uh, on that list, it had like Barry Horowitz and shit on there and that's the one name that sticks out to me and i'll have to send you the picture and we'll see what other names are on there but even when i sent it to my cousin jeremy i was like oh my god look at this you know he laughed his ass off he was like barry horowitz what the fuck were you thinking you know like it's just he was a technical wrestler he was really really good and that's just i don't know if you go back and watch his shit now you'll be like wow tom's right he was good and that ties in like five, six year old me, like, go ahead, you know, watch. I'm, I'm wait till I send you the picture. You'll be like, oh, fuck. Barry Horowitz was like number three on this list. So Barry Horowitz is not going to be on my top tier list. I promise you that. <laughs> but Warrior rounded out my list, Mr. Controversial. And the reason he's not even up on number one is because of the racist and bigoted and you know homophobic stuff that he would say. Yeah. But I will tell you this before I tell you anything else. How I, with my numbers, with the fives and the fives to twos and, you know, different things like that. um, My number one list is going to blow your mind. And that'll be next week. Yes, sir. And I will tell you the ones. All right. Now, for those who want to, Join in on the fun. You can follow us on Twitter at the right hook podcast and use the hashtag top tier pyramid and do top tier pyramid four, three, or two, or four, three, and two. And give us your and give us your pyramid. Like, like, like this is totally interactive and fun for us to like co- compare and contrast pyramids. A lot of us might have the same names just in different placements hell some of us might have the exact same list who knows um but you know follow us on twitter at the right hook podcast and use the hashtag top tier pyramids four three and or two or you can send us your top tier pyramid list full list to rhrpodcast1 at gmail.com and just put top tier pyramid in the subject line and join in, join in on like the fun, please. And I'm kind of going to drop this on you based on the phenomenal success of this one. Do you want to run it back, but do it with tag teams? I think we could. Okay. I definitely think we could have the same roles. Kind of the same idea, same idea and concept, but just with tag teams. We can do a, a few other like you know details that we'll have to go off with off air and then we'll okay. come forward that sounds pretty good yeah. yeah you heard it here first that's right there's gonna be a tag team top tier pyramid coming very soon 
Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty decent, man. Um, but yeah, on that note, we will get to our favorite subject. Favorite subject of every week. Be great for being grateful. Ray, what are you grateful for this week? Um, I know I've been pretty sentimental the past couple weeks. And um, I'm probably going to go down that road again. Um, I am grateful or thankful. That's um, what I should. I botched that, didn't no, I? No, no, no. Grateful and thankful is all, it, it's it's all the same. It's give thanks. It's give thanks give for thanks being thankful. For being thankful. But, let, I, but I, let's be grateful for yeah, I'm with you. I don't, know, don't worry. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. No. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. You I am. You were waxing poetically. It's all good. I was on a different level. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Sound the alarm. <laughs> we are right here. We are leaving this into this episode. <laughs> I bought but, that. You know, I'm giving so thanks for give being thankful. Thanks for being, being thankful. thankful. What are you thankful for this week, Greg? Um, again, going down the sentimental kind of, um, I guess, emotional path. Uh, I've been doing this a lot recently, but that's because it's it's well deserved and it's long overdue. Um, our our friendship it started from a very um, nerdy and you unique set of circumstances, <laughs> like like just a lot of a lot of long branches in this family tree. <laughs> yeah, and um just some of the stuff that we can talk about and we can kind of divulge inside each other. Like, I mean, I know I'm a very closed up person cause I'm just afraid of being judged and ridiculed, but you're slowly pun intended breaking down those walls. And, um, and the fact that like, for those who don't know, whenever we started the idea of doing our spinoff shows and strange days with Tom Cass, Casadega was was the first one um Tom had tried to do the show solo um to his standards they didn't come out too well or they weren't good enough or there was just something not right and throughout the weekend I, I just kept reassuring him that they were fine because like he's kind of made to do this shit. And then on Monday, we 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 linked up. We did episode one, which will be coming here next week after we after we conclude part two of episode one of Strange Days with Tom. Um and again, it, it's it's just I really do try to see the best in everyone that I'm encountering. You know, there are some people that don't see it in me and won't see it in me, but I'm I'm just not wired that way. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, so to do that with you and to like see those messages saying, Oh man, I messed up. Oh, this is terrible. I'm like, it's not gonna be terrible, it's gonna be fun. All we gotta do is hit record and just kind of just point you in the right direction and, and then just let you cook and you know, to have that dialogue with have that dialogue with with anyone is very special i'm just i'm thankful for that because because we're 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 kind of 
we're like kind of the same breed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So and I will say, if somebody yes, can't see, so yes, once again, I am putting you over. <laughs> if somebody can't see your worth, if somebody can't see the good that you do and you bring, that's their fucking loss, man. They don't deserve it. So I'm fucking grateful as hell to have you in my life every day as well, man. Because when I need that person to fucking, you know, bounce ideas off of and vent to and talk about my bullshit, I'm always going to get met with an honest answer. And that's what I always appreciate. I'm always appreciative to have you around. You know what I mean? To be there and being genuine and actually giving a fuck. Hell yeah, man. That's what anybody would ever want. And that's fucking awesome. Like you said, it's rare to find. I'm thankful as fuck that you do that, man. So you put me over a lot. So I'm fucking telling you, man. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank thank you. Thank man. you. This is this is awesome. It uh like you said, our tree branches were over here. We ended up fucking meeting there, man. Our, you know what I mean? Our fucking friendship took off from there. And I'm grateful as fuck every day for that. So yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Instead of being thankful for me, let me be thankful for you, man. You know? And uh, fuck, that's what I'll be thankful for this week too, man. You know what I mean? Stole it right out of my head with that. You know, I took my entire thinking over with that, man. There's been numerous weeks that you put me over. Thank you very fucking much, man. You, uh, I've often said to even my wife, when we do these you're able to bring out that inside of me to make sure that I'm able to even fucking do it. You know, I, uh, I had been down in the rut, you know, I've been, you know, on the highest of mountains and either way you've been there. So I am very, very, very grateful for that. Very thankful for that. Cause you don't find that very often in life nowadays at all, at all. So I know like it I don't I don't even know if I'm able to say it even the correct way of the feeling of uh being able to call your you know your best friend when you need something or you know when you need to vent about something or you know hey I need to fucking zoom for 5 minutes you know just to fucking vent and bullshit about some stuff to have you there to be like yeah sure no problem you know like it man that's in the shit they write about in books you know what i mean i uh my dad always said that you know you would have more fingers on your hand than you would have real friends and boy oh boy he was fucking right but i'm at least glad that i can go like this and say that i have one true fucking friend that i can count on that's you so thank you very much Thank you for being that friend. You're very welcome, my man. Very welcome. Thank you for being, you know, my son's uncle. Thank you for being, you know, my brother, you know, my family, you know, for even staying in our lives, even after where we came from isn't even there anymore, per se. But we still stayed in touch and we still stayed in contact. And, you know, our family's still you know, just as strong as it ever was. So that's something special, man. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, man. Like I, I, 
like this will never change or break unless something catastrophic happens, which even then I'm, 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 I'm kind of a hard sell. <laughs> I pray to God, nothing like that ever happens. So <laughs> I pray to God, nothing sad or catastrophic, like you said, never happens. So, but on that note, what I say every week, Ray, send them home. All right, guys. You can follow us on Twitter at the Right Hook Podcast. Use the hashtag the Right Hook, or you can send any questions, comments, whatever to our email rhrpodcast1 at gmail.com. And uh, with that being said, I'm Right Hook Ray. I'm Tom Castadega. And we'll see you guys next week. Stay tuned. Absolutely. ACS.